Hey folks, y'all all know about the algorithm, right? Yeah, so what I need you to do is like, share, and subscribe. I need you to help me with the algorithm. I need you to like, share, and subscribe, and please leave a comment. Because the more that you do to help me, the more invisible this gets, and the more this information gets out to other people. Again, thank you, and let's start the show. Wow, the Trump indictment is big news. Just one question. You woke? Time to get up. Hello and welcome to Thought You Woke No Speed Limit Podcast. I am your host, Alvin. I hope you're having a terrific day. I want to take this time before I get started to ask you to like, share, and subscribe. Uh, if you like this podcast, I want to make sure that you're leaving comments below and make sure you share this with your friends. Now, there are going to be some things I'm going to talk about today in this issue. You will find links to it in the comments below. Let's get started. Let's get started. So normally I don't do my podcast with prepared statements, but... Today, I'm taking uh, talking about the Trump indictment and Republican reaction to it, and there's a lot that needs to be said, and I want to be sure to get it right the first time. So, uh, as you know, President Trump has become the first former president indicted for a for, uh, criminal offense in the history of the United States of America, and probably won't be the last. He's been charged by a grand jury with up to 30 indictments surrounding his possible use of funds tied to his 2016 presidential campaign, and hush money payments to porn star Stormy Daniels to cover up an alleged affair between her and Donald Trump. He will be arraigned on Tuesday, April 4th, under heavy security and will be allowed to go back to his Mar-a-Lago home after posting bail. Now, that's unlike thousands of poor and indigent Americans who spend years in prison awaiting trial because they're, they can't pay, pay the bail. You know, so this is it's something serious. Uh, this is, indictment is just one of the many legal uh, issues Donald Trump is currently facing. He's under investigation in Georgia for possible vote tampering. He is under investigation by a special prosecutor in D.C. for his possible involvement in the January 6, 2001 riot, as well as a, still under investigation for keeping the fact that he had hid top-secret documents at his Mar-a-Lago residence from investi investigators. Oh, but that's not all. Because of Trump's businesses, Trump is in several fraud, is involved in several fraud and hush money investigations related to possibly paying off multiple women who Trump supposedly may have sexually harassed, as well as the fact that he and his office may have falsified business records to overstate or understate actual value to avoid tax payments or receive deductions. Um, Trump also has had several of his colleagues either involved in his campaign or who had who touched him touched his days in the White House or his business convicted for everything from fraud, tampering to embezzlement. This includes one Michael Cohen who is currently acting as witness to the prosecution in the current case against Donald Trump. I must note here that many of his crony associates, including Cohen, were awarded with the pardons by President Trump before he left office. This is not the same as wiping their records. They are still guilty. They just didn't serve their full jail time or sit at home on probation. Somewhere 
some were pardoned before they were even convicted, if that makes sense. Uh, Republicans are outraged at the indictment and vow to investigate the prosecutor who has brought these charges against Trump. Many have spoken out on national TV and, of course, made tweets calling this a political revenge or witch hunt. Now, it's, to me, it's selective rage. I, I'm stopping what I'm reading here to tell you. I think it's selective rage, and I'm going to tell you why in a minute. But first, let me get to the Democrats. Democrats, on the other hand, have applauded the legal efforts of the New York prosecutor involved in this case and have defended his actions as both legal and just. Now, I'm going to read this disclaimer. Sure, this is the optic. The optics of this case looks to have some political leanings to it. It looks like the revenge for the plethora of times Donald Trump has called for the prosecution of every person who is political opponent, including Hillary Clinton, President Obama, Hunter Biden, Vice President Harris, and of course, President Biden himself. Oh, not to mention he's wanted to lock up Nancy Pelosi as well. Sure, all of this could be true, but stop for one minute. Have we not paid lip service to the whole, whole idea no one is above the law and equal justice under the law? We said that lady justice is blind and the scales of justice are equally weighed. Should a current or former president be treated any differently than an ordinary citizen when it comes to crime committed? After all, Trump was impeached twice and acquitted each time. I must also note that there are a lot of Americans in public office who just don't like me. Just being honest. My question in this case is this. Why then has there been no outrage, and this is what I mean by selective outrage, or investigation by Republicans or, or many Democrats over the TANF scandal in Mississippi where millions of tax dollars meant for the poorest Mississippi families ended up in the hand of construction companies who built a volleyball facility on the campus of the University of Southern Miss under the possible guidance of the former governor of Mississippi, Phil Bryant, and involving NFL Hall of Famer Brett Favre. Why have there been no public call for protest and investigation into why the poorest state in the United States of America was only giving 5% of the poorest families 10 of cash payments, ciphering money over to build new volleyball facilities at Southern Miss? Now, if you want to hear more about the Brett Favre case and, and about the po poverty in Mississippi, look in the link below, uh, and we can get into the exact discussion on that. Now, I get some of the cronies involved in this case have been indicted, but the truth remains that money meant to feed poor families has been ushered out of the program through charities, quote-unquote, with possible ill intent or with the intent to fraudulently use the money for other purposes than what it was intended for. Never mind the fact one of the Republicans' own colleagues, George Santos of New York, lied his way into Congress by falsifying who he was, it may have committed fraud and was allowed to be seated as a member of Congress. It still leaves our sour grapes in the minds of many voters that the Republicans have failed to remove him or properly sanction him. Talking about selective outrage. Now back to justice. Republicans are using words like unprecedented injustice and call for in in their call for indictment of the, in, in, uh, of the indictment, right? <clears throat> but let me explain something else. They're also saying he's the first. This never happened to any other president. By the way, that's not true. Ulysses S. Grant was the only sitting president, sitting president ever arrested. He got caught several times speeding his horse and buggy, and one brave officer, black, black man, finally had to do his job and haul the president to jail. He, of course, the president, was later released 
after promising not to speed anymore and paying a, a get-out-of-jail fee. But I digress. You get the idea that I'm trying to make a point about the hypocrisy of justice in America. If that isn't a good enough example, here's one that should rattle your brain. A little bit. Meet these three ladies from the Valley, Alabama. All three were arrested by the local Valley police for, uh, police for the crime of, get this, failure to comply to the court order to pay their garbage bill. Mind you, these are not necessarily some of the richest working class folks in one of the nation's poorest states. Two of them are elderly ladies in, the, in their 70s and 80s. The greatest sum of the, the three debts owed was $101.85. The least, $77.85. Now, America abolished debtors' prison back in 1833. However, failure to comply with a court debt can be can lead to jail time. Fortunately for these three ladies, someone neither paid the fine or the county courts later dismissed the charges. But you get the point. The letter of the law is often enforced on the poorest of our citizens who don't have the money or the clout to defend themselves or pray to get their records cleared. Black people who make up 12% of the population often make up a majority of people in prison, even in states with relatively few black or brown people. So if no one is above the law, then why such a wide variance in how justice is meted out? Obviously, there are some social economic factors at play here, as well as the fact that our founding fathers, mostly white wealthy men, made the system we now live under. So if we truly believe that no one is above the law, then we need to act right, act like it, right? Right now, there's also a group in Congress trying, to, trying their best to stop the justice system from doing what the justice system should do all the time. Oh, I almost forgot. There is more than a likely chance that Donald Trump won't get the book thrown at him. Like the average person with a public defender taking care of his or her case. He was, after all, president of the United States. And, uh, well, he is an R. Kelly. <laughs> anyway, as you see, I'm talking about public rage here. Public rage that these Republicans are, 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 are pushing out. Now, they haven't had any rage over things like George Santos. They haven't had any of the TANF scandals, not to mention other things that have happened in Congress lately. They don't have any rage, but they're pushing all this rage towards this. Why? Because somehow they understand the motivation of politics, how it motivates people to vote, and how it can change the whole election. Democrats should understand that, too. That even though there are criminal charges being filed against uh Donald Trump, there is a chance that this looks political. That that's, It's political in nature. And, and coming after Donald Trump can be have tremendous consequences for our country and the election cycle. Either way, the law should be the law. There should be no difference in law between a bunch of women in Valley, Alabama and the President of the United States or people in in, in Mississippi and the President of the United States. There should be no difference at all. We should stand for equal justice under the law. Well, folks, I'm all out of time. Y'all have a wonderful day. And again, like I said, make sure you comment below and also look for uh, a few li special links in the comments below. Peace. You have been listening to Thought Your Woke No Speed Limit Podcast. <laughs>